the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by No Incorporated. Today on Know the Truth from Philip DeCourcy. What looks like circumstances out of control are not there within his control, and nothing will separate us from his love. God rules and God overrules. All things are working together for good all the time. Now, if that's the case, can you and I rejoice in whatever circumstance we're in? troubles and trials loom over our lives, joy might seem a distant dream away. But genuine joy is the very thing we need to keep our perspective. Today on Know the Truth, pastor and Bible teacher Philip DeCourcy encourages us with a message titled, Sunny Souls. Now, Philip isn't telling us to put on a fake smile or dismiss our circumstances. Instead, he's directing us to draw from God's deep well of soul-satisfying joy. It's an encore presentation from Philip DeCourcy explaining how to live with less stress. Well, let's take our Bibles and turn to Philippians chapter 4. This is a section of Paul's letter to the Philippians, I think, that has the promise of the peace of God and the company of the God of peace. And we could do with more of that in our life. It's a series called Less Stress. We're working our way through several principles that come out of the text. We looked at the importance of relational conflict management. You know, our happiness rises and falls on the basis of the relationships we enjoy. Are they healthy? Are they unhealthy? What happens when the relationships fall apart within marriage or friendships or even in the body of Christ? Well, if you and I want to know God's peace, we've got to make peace with those who we're in conflict with. We're going to look at verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. A life of joy centered on Jesus Christ brings us to a place of less stress. So so as we're looking at this issue of less stress, as we just reintroduce these several verses here in verses 2 through 9, they are a God-given prescription for peace. By living these out, you and I can come to enjoy an out-of-this-world peace for living in this world. And so if you want to lessen stress in your life, you need to follow these imperatives. There's three things, the command, the connection, and the constancy. They're all there in verse 4, and I'll make it clear. The command, the connection, the constancy. Let's look at the first thought here, the command. Verse 4 comes with fire and force. It's an imperative in the Greek grammar. simply means it's a command. You must be in compliance with verse 4, to live a life and conduct your affairs in a manner worthy of the gospel. 
This is what it means to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Rejoice in the Lord always. And you see the force of this and the fact that he doubles down by the double use of the verb rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. This isn't good advice. Take it or leave it. No, starting today, you have got to rejoice in the Lord always. This is what is expected of you as a Christian. It's not a spontaneous emotion. It's the result of a deliberate choice on your part to find happiness and joy in what you know to be true about Jesus Christ and what you know to be true about yourself in relation to Jesus Christ. As you rejoice in the Lord, joy will come. You can't choose your circumstances, but you can choose your reaction and response to your circumstances. And one of those responses is to find your joy in Christ which takes us to the connection. The connection is what? Well, our rejoicing is tied and tethered to our relationship with Christ and His ongoing work in us and for us. Philippians 4, verse 4. Rejoice. That's the command. That's an imperative. That's on you to make your soul happy in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. There's the connection. Not in your health. Not in your wealth. Not in your future plans. Not in your spouse, not in your children, not in your accomplishments, not in your possessions, not in any other creaturely comfort. They have a place to play. And God gives us all things to enjoy. But you know what? If you're going to rejoice always, you'll never find the ability to do that in these things because these will change. But Jesus never. So you've got to find your joy in Him. He's the source and the sphere of Christian joy. That's why it's not Pollyannish or unrealistic to say rejoice in the Lord always. Because it seems that way, you know, on a hospital bed, on a Friday when you've been terminated, when there's been an almighty blow up in the home and some kids walked out in rebellion. It is possible. Because you see, Your joy comes through a forced focus and a tough treasuring of Jesus because He's life's greatest reality. That's why Paul said, for me to live is Christ. I can count on Him. He will never leave you or forsake you. Which leads us to a thought. Joy is the byproduct of abiding in Christ. Think about it. i got to make sure I'm abiding in Him. Let's go over to John 15. I am the vine, verse 5. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Scroll down to verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire and it will be done for you. Verse 9. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. We're to abide in the Lord. And if we abide in the Lord... His joy remains in us. You get it? Just as the sap flows from the vine into the branch, so the life of Jesus flows into me and you, and the joy that is in Him is nigh in us. If we abide in Him. How do we abide in Him? Well, in this passage, there are at least two ways by which we abide in Him. Verse 7, we abide in Him by His words abiding in us. Your relationship with Jesus Christ depends on what you do with your Bible. Do you read it? Do you obey it? Do you treasure it? And do you love it? You can't abide in Him if His words are not abiding in you. 
And then in verse 9, he says, Abide in my love. The love he demonstrated on the cross. Meditate on the gospel. And the fact that you are forever embraced in the love of God. And as you do those things, his joy will remain in you. That's a wonderful truth, isn't it? Let's finally get to the constancy. We've looked at the command, rejoice. We've looked at its connection in the Lord. Now the constancy, always. Joy can be and should be a constant reality in the Christian life. Human happiness is too often tied to happenings. Well, if this happens, I'll be happy. It's usually tied to pleasant circumstances, but Christian joy runs deeper than that. Let me tell you what joy is. We've been talking about joy and I haven't really defined it. Here's what joy is. It is the excited, exultant response of the Christian soul to the Lord when it is animated by who Jesus is, what Jesus is doing, and what Christ has promised to do. That's what Christian joy is. And for the few minutes that remain, I just started to think and reflect on the letter to the Philippines, and I saw three reasons to rejoice. There are many more, but I come up with three. We can rejoice in the constancy of Jesus' salvation. We can rejoice in the constancy of Jesus' salvation. Let's go back to chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord. But back up into verse 3. It's preceded by these words, speaking of the two women, Clement and other gospel workers. Their names are in what? The book of life. Rejoice in the Lord. So the rejoicing in the Lord contextually is tied to the thought of salvation. Having your name written down in the book of life, which is the registry in heaven where God has written down in indelible ink those He saves and those He keeps and those He has reserved the joys of heaven for. And that's where you and I can find our joy. That's where you and I can find reason to rejoice. Because no matter what goes on tomorrow or the day after tomorrow, it doesn't change the fact that we're saved by God's grace, we're kept by God's power, we're the children of God, we're embraced forever in His love, and heaven is our destiny. Nothing changes that. That's why Horatio Spafford, the hymn writer, at the loss of his children in a boating accident, could say, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, It's well with my soul. That's where we find our joy. Go over to 1 Peter and you'll see this too. 1 Peter chapter 1, chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us unto a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that does not fade away, reserved for us in heaven who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. We are justified. We're being sanctified. And someday we're going to be glorified. Look at verse 6. In this what? You greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while you're grieved by various trials. Where were they to find their joy? Not in their circumstances, because they're in pretty difficult and dire circumstances. But they're going to rejoice that they're saved. They've got the living hope of resurrection, eternal life, and heaven's joys forever. And in this they greatly rejoice. And that's where you and I need to find our joy. 
The great Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones was on his deathbed. According to a story I read in Colin Smith's book on Jonah, a friend of Colin Smith was there to visit Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones. And he says to the great doctor, you have traveled the world preaching to vast crowds of people. Now you're confined to this room. Can I ask you, how are you doing? Summarize. Well, your circumstances have changed. You're laid aside. How are you handling that? Here's what Lloyd-Jones said to that friend. He quoted Luke 10, verse 20, Do not rejoice that the Spirit submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written down in heaven. That's a passage from Luke 10. Jesus sent out the 72 by 2. They have a great day. They put some scores up on the board. And you know what? It's one to the kingdom of God. It's two to the kingdom of God. It's three to the kingdom of God. And they come back and they're just excited as all get out and tell Jesus the demons submitted to us. And Jesus' answer is, guys, rejoice that your names are written down in heaven. Because tomorrow may not be as good as today. But you know what? Tomorrow your name will still be written down in heaven. That's why Lloyd-Jones earlier in his life said to preachers, don't let your happiness depend on preaching for the day will come when you will no longer preach. Find your happiness in God who will be with you to the end. And he was living what he preached. Here's the second constant. Not only the constancy of Jesus' salvation, the constancy of Jesus' sovereignty. We saw it, didn't we? And I'll not go back to it in chapter 1. Paul's giving them an update. It's his first imprisonment. They're wondering how he's doing. Epaphroditus comes back, tells me, you know what? Paul's doing okay. He's actually content in his circumstances. And he tells him in the letter, you need to know, well, I'd love to be out and ministering to you guys, and I'm not sure if I'm going to die, but for me to live as Christ, to die as gain, you need to know, believe it or not, that this is all fallen out for the furtherance of the gospel. Chapter 1, verse 12. And I rejoice in that. The word furtherance is an interesting Greek word. It was used of woodcutters that would go ahead of the Roman army and they would fell a forest, clearing the way for the battle to take place. And it was also used of a sailing ship cutting its way through the sea, making headway against the waves. So what's Paul saying? The gospel's making headway in Rome. There are people saved from Caesar's house. God's cutting a path through my suffering and imprisonment for the gospel to go forward. And in that I rejoice. He's sovereign, ladies and gentlemen. That's what he was saying to them. And you and I need to remember that. And in that we can rejoice. That's a constant. All things are working together for good all the time. That's just a fact that we take by faith. There is such a thing as a good bad. A good bad because God is working all things, even the bad things, for good. Just read the story of Joseph if you don't believe me. What you meant for evil, God meant for good. Now, if that's the case, can you and I rejoice in whatever circumstance we're in? Because we know that our names are written down in heaven, and we know that God sits in heaven. He does whatever pleases Him. What looks like circumstances out of control are not there within His control, and nothing will separate us from his love. God rules and God overrules. Think about this and we'll move on. Anxiety, says Max Licato in his book, Anxious for Nothing, anxiety is often the consequence of perceived chaos. It's a good statement. When do you and I get anxious? 
when things look like they're chaotic and we're not in control anymore. But we don't need to. We can rejoice in the fact that God is sovereign in the midst of the chaos. What doesn't make sense to us makes complete sense to Him. And God is weaving together a wonderful tapestry. There's a design to it. Now, we're underneath the loom and all we see is the tangled threads. He's above the loom and He knows what He's doing. Here's the last thought. There's the constancy of Jesus' salvation. There's the constancy of Jesus' sovereignty. And there's the constancy of Jesus' sufficiency. It's all here in the book of Philippians. And for this, you go to verses 10 through 13. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your cure for me has flourished. And he thanks him for the gift that came through Epaphroditus. But he goes on to say this, thank you for the gift, but you need to know, gift or no gift, I've learned a secret. I've learned I can be content, gift or no gift. Now, he's not diminishing their kindness. He's thankful for it. But he wants them to know that he has found a secret in whatever circumstance he is. And the secret is that he can do all things through Christ who strengthens him. Present tense verb, the Christ who keeps pouring his strength out into Paul. Interesting, this is a thought I stole from Warren Wearsby. The word contentment in the Greek carries the idea of sufficiency. You want to know where my sufficiency is in the midst of deficient circumstances? Christ, who pours his strength into me. That's why Wearsby suggests that a word like containment could be a good translation for the word contentment. Paul is saying, I'm contained. I have within me, through the indwelling Christ, all that I need to overcome in the circumstances. Beautiful. We are abundantly adequate in Christ for whatever circumstance we're in. And in that we rejoice, whether we're full or hungry. Let me finish with this story. It comes out of the life of Jonathan Edwards. And in 1749, Jonathan Edwards breaks with tradition. In New England where he ministered, anyone was allowed to take the Lord's Supper. But he had come to the conviction that the Lord's table is for the Lord's people. And therefore, you have to give a word of testimony. You have to give evidence of conversion before you can take the table. Now, you know what? He blows the roof off the place. And people are up in arms. He wrote a book which nobody read to defend his position. They had it in for him. In fact, a council was called of several churches, and it was recommended in 1750 that he be ousted from the church. And it was voted 230 to 29 to get rid of Jonathan Edwards. And he was basically turfed out on his ear. No church. No income. Here's what someone said about his response to that unfair decision. That faithful witness received the shock unshaken. I never saw the least symptoms of displeasure in his countenance. The whole week he appeared like a man of God whose happiness was out of the reach of his enemies and whose treasure was not only a future but a present good. That statement has haunted me several times in my life because I've read it many, many, many years ago and I've inserted it into several sermons across the years. That's a challenge to me and to you. Do we have a happiness beyond the reach of our enemies? We can have that kind of happiness beyond the reach of circumstances, enemies, 
loss, hurt, suffering. Because we have a joy that's in the Lord. And you know what? He's Lord of all. And you and I can have a joy that's untouchable regardless of what touches us in life. May God give us the grace to make our souls happy in the Lord each and every day. To abide in His Word and abide in His love so that His joy would remain in us. So that we would exude a joy. Blue skies, gray skies. Life, death. Sundays, Mondays. That's in the Lord. And in the midst of a sad and mad world just like that of Cyprian, people would talk about us as a quiet and a holy people who have found a joy that's a thousand times better than any pleasure you can find in the sinful life. Lord, thank You for Your Word. We can simply pray, hide it in our hearts so we may not sin against You. And that sin would be a sullen soul. That sin would be an unhappy Christian. That sin would be giving the world the impression that Jesus doesn't make a difference in the sorrows and the setbacks of life. Oh God, help us indeed to grab hold of this prescription for peace. Help us indeed to make our souls happy in the Lord always. All may change, but Jesus, in His love, in His presence, in His Word, never. Glory to His name. And may some of that glory splash over so that our joy would be the outshining of our relationship with You. For we pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. You are listening to Know the Truth with Philip DeCourcy, and today's message is called Sunny Souls. It's part of our series titled Less Stress. You can order a CD copy of the message when you visit us online at ktt.org. Now, Philip, you're here to give us a bit of an update. It's an exciting time for Know the Truth, isn't it? As we've been given new opportunities to broadcast in more cities to more men and women. It really is, Wayne, and uh, we're having a, a wider impact than ever before, and we're reaching more people than ever. But we can't do this alone. And so I want to make an appeal to our listeners today, Wayne. We need more of our friends to sign up to be Truth Ambassadors. Now, Truth Ambassadors is a program that allows you to come alongside us and help us financially in this ministry. Paul talks about Christians being ambassadors in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 20. In Paul's day, an ambassador represented the king and his kingdom elsewhere in the world. And we certainly, as a ministry, want to be a voice for the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And so, would you today consider signing up and joining us through our Truth Ambassadors program? If you will invest in this ministry, you'll help us to stay on these stations across many of the cities in our country. You'll change lives for Ever and you will allow us to keep doing what we love to do. So go to ktt.org and sign up today. You can make a monthly contribution at $25 or $50 or beyond that. Whatever the amount, we'll be deeply thankful and you'll be investing yourself in a ministry that's changing lives forever. Yes, and you can help us do that today by picking up the phone or going online to sign up as a Truth Ambassador. Call us at 888-644-8811 or online go to ktt.org. 
Start your recurring monthly gift at $25 or $50 or $100. We'd love to add you to our team of faithful supporters. And when you give today, we'll send you a book Philip has selected on the subject of trusting God even when life hurts. It's the last day to request this modern classic titled Trusting God by Jerry Bridges. Request your copy when you support the Bible teaching ministry of Know the Truth. Again, donate online at ktt.org or call us at 888-644-8811. You can also request this month's free resource, a CD message from Philip titled Keep Calm and Carry On. But today is the final day to request this free CD, so don't delay. Call 888-644-8811 or request the message online at ktt.org. I'm your host, Wayne Shepherd, inviting you back tomorrow for more Know the Truth. Today's program was produced and sponsored by Know the Truth Incorporated. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Attention small business owners. If you operate a retail business and are looking for great selling products with high margins, consider becoming a Nebo dealer. Nebo was founded by Christian business owners Bob and Glenn Bollinger and is the leading brand for independent retailers everywhere. Here's why. Nebo partners with retailers to maximize valuable counter space, a constant stream of new innovative lights, incredible impulse displays, and an industry-only buyback guarantee, which means Nebo will buy back your inventory in the unlikely event it doesn't sell. So if you own a retail business of any type, become a Nebo dealer and start turning profits like never before. Receive a free no-obligation sample of a great Nebo light and see for yourself. That's right. Get a free Nebo light and a Nebo catalog. To get your free flashlight and catalog, go to NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197. That's NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.